0: So if we're imagining and dreaming stuff in how we imagine the future together and how we imagine like you and I having dinner instead of like, whoa, that guy.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the program. I'm sitting here with B. B, thank you so much for being part of the program. Thanks for having me, Miguel, and inviting me to, to your podcast. For those who are not familiar with the work you've done, let them know about yourself.
0: My name is B. Um, I am Dutch born and raised and then I came in 2008 in Canada after 10 years international work in mostly Afghanistan, actually. And um, I am a trained woodworker and restoration architect and just in general, easily bored. (laughs) (laughs) And currently I have my own company and that's called the Alinker. I invented a walking bike that allows you to be at eye level and I invented it to um, for who you want to be an active and engaged person and not focused on, you know, people with a disability are often seen as a body with a problem that needs to be logistically managed. Mm-hmm. Um, but frankly, we are all a body with a problem that needs to be logistically managed. So I don't see the difference there. And so, yeah, I, I've got the linker company right now <laughs> and we're building a community and we're just doing fun stuff together.
1: <laughs> so. You know, one of the things as as I was preparing for our conversation here today that I saw is precisely that it seems to be so embedded into the mission that you have with really almost creating an equality, even for those individuals that may feel as though I'm not equal because of my disability. Talk talk a little bit about where that that inspiration or where that drive comes from.
0: Justice. My grandma rammed a sense of justice into us um, when we were kids. Um, You know, you only need to talk about equality when when there isn't equality. So Mm -hmm. if the system is creating inequality, you have to talk about equality. If the system creates exclusion, you have to talk about inclusive um, measures in employment or whatever. I don't live in that world. I mean, yes, obviously, I I acknowledge that the world is very excluding people and very um, based on segmenting people in minorities and underserved communities and all that. Um, but, um, yes, we need to recognize that that's happening in the current system, but instead of trying to fix that system, I'm always more, um, more attracted to creating something that is attractive and imaginary to people where people can dream. It's like, oh my God, of course, because when you design for people, no exceptions, people, Mm -hmm. then clearly there's no exceptions (laughs) and (laughs) and my grandma again she was a very poor woman but had one thing absolutely straight every human being deserves respect that's how I was raised we were poor and there's a lot of injustices that you see around you um when you belong to you know not The mainstream, (laughs) but the mainstream is just just the one minority that's never mentioned. (laughs) Predominantly white, heterosexual, um, uh, temporarily dis uh, (laughs) temporarily able-bodied white men. Predominantly white men. That's the one group that always is. You know, we have hyper segmented everything else in the world except for that group. And that group is then, you know, supposed to be the mainstream.
1: But you talk about how that that desire of justice is has like was instilled early into you because of your grandmother, and it sounds like she has a massive influence in your life. Still has uh, talk, yes. Talk about that individual, or, or what can you provide? What strategy to that individuals that's like. You know, you know, B. I feel I feel a call as well. I I as well have taken notice to these things, and maybe they may feel like, well, you know, I'm just one person, but but what can what can we do? You know, feeling like we're one person, but what can we do to have an impact?
0: I think the biggest problem is that people try to fix things and try to do. Like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. It's it's not what you do; it's who you are. Mm. And I think really like decide who you want to be. That's that's the biggest thing you can do. Mm-hmm. This is not like the whole climate crisis, all the minorities underserved. It's not a problem to fix. It really isn't. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of problems that people have that result from those systems that are excluding, that are discriminating, that are you know, abusing people um, because we look a certain way or we walk a certain way or we have certain gender identities or, you know, that whole witch hunt at the moment for trans people is disgusting and a big big distraction (laughs) for the real stuff that's going on. Um, But yeah, it's, it's, for me, it starts with who you are. And if I am... If I choose to be a kind person and this time, it's really hard to be truly kind because it's with every purchase that you do. Is that a kind purchase? Is that kind to the animals? Is that kind to the environment? Is that kind to the seas with plastic? All that stuff, like everything that you do in life, there's a choice whether you're doing like, oh, well, you know, it's just that one damaged thing that I do. It's like, no, but that's not kind. So being kind is really a difficult thing. And by being congruent with who you are and every choice that you make to be a kind person i think the resonance of that you become a very attractive person because congruency in kindness first of all it doesn't cost anything Mm -hmm. (laughs) so we we don't have to live in scarcity we don't have enough time don't have to like i don't have the resources to look for all those people in afghanistan or in iran at the moment or in yemen or you know I don't have the resources to show up to do something i can't fix that because it's not a problem to fix and yes we can do a lot of things but i think the essence is where it first starts is who are you in this world how do mm-hmm. you show up
1: for others for you it sounded like and i mentioned this earlier like your grandmother and you said she she still does have a massive influence so people don't. She have, died like forty years ago, but yes, <laughs> she
0: still has a. Has a you huge know, her impact. legacy,
1: her legacy is very much alive. Uh, yes. The way you speak about her, with with the passion and the love, I, I can see her lessons are very much instilled in you. Some individuals may not necessarily have the best circle around them, or you know, may not feel as though they have that cheerleader or someone that's a champion for them in their corner. Like you obviously had the benefit of what word of advice, what strategy could we do to, you know, maybe create this environment to which we feel as though we're being cheered on.
0: I think the essence is where we are meant to feel powerless. And if we are meant to feel powerless because we fit in this minority, we have all the language of. You know i'm underserved i am not like in all those segments that are created by the system that doesn't want us to be successful that doesn't want us to be powerful but being kind and showing up for each other doesn't cost anything and we are super powerful when we connect on where we are similar Mm -hmm. like how many people in this society what is the percentage of people roughly i mean it's, there's no percentage but you know just as a hypothetical question how many people can identify with feeling dismissed by a system that is not created for us for our well-being mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think that's the vast majority of us understands what it feels like to be dismissed mm-hmm. if we connect on that and become a vast majority of people that want to just live happy together we're super powerful, super powerful. Yeah, that's... The system wants us to, to feel powerless. Mm-hmm. So if we are in the role of like, I'm in my own little minority of a gender, we're being a gender, we're whatever, whatever, um, and I'm fighting for my rights here. We're all fighting for our little rights in our little segment. Mm-hmm. And we continue to feel not powerful. That's exactly what the system wants. That's exactly where the system thrives. We need to overcome our differences from what we look like or how we move to who we are and what our experiences are in this life, to come together and to mobilize and to not do certain things anymore that sustains the system that kills us.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's that's a very powerful perspective and, and the way you've presented it because it's we often assume those things that make us different are the very things that divide us when it ought to be that those things that make us different, that make us unique, that make us... As you uh, call yourself a weirdo, <laughs> right? It, those things that make us that are the very things that, as you're saying, should unite us and and make us kind of rise up and make a difference.
0: You know, twenty years ago in Afghanistan, I had um um I had a very life changing experience. I walked into a village. It was fifty degrees. It was a tiny little village in Afghanistan, and I was I just arrived in the country, and I was like, what the am Mm -hmm. i doing here in this village who am i as a Mm -hmm. european walking into a rural village in afghanistan with my little project i'm coming to rebuild houses like who the fuck am i seriously and i was wondering like (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. so this woman comes out of this village and she sees she she talks to me through crappy translations but she the conversation was that she said I see you're wondering. And I was like, hmm yep, got that right. And then she said, you think you're this European that comes here with a, and she did, didn't say that literally, mm-hmm. but it came down to like, yeah. you think you're this Hariji that walks into this village with a project, and you think I'm this old poor woman that's never left this village. But I would like to invite you to my house. She invited me to her home. And then she asked me, I mean, long experience, very dense, but mm-hmm. she said, I would like you to invite, I'd like to invite you to close your eyes. And then we meet again. So we closed our eyes. And by the time, she didn't say much. She just asked a few times the questions like, who do you think you are now? Who do you think I am now? Who am I now? Who are you now? Where, where mm-hmm. are we? And the one thing that came to me over and over and bigger and bigger is like, we are all one. Mm-hmm. Because I had my eyes closed and I did not manifest the difference between what she looks like and what I look like in the setting wherever we were. Mm-hmm. We were one. And by the time she asked me to open my eyes, it was four hours later. I had no idea that it was four
1: hours.
0: That changed my life forever because all the external factors that that we identify with Mm -hmm. keeps us small and divided. So you close your eyes. If you and I close our eyes at the Mm -hmm. beginning of the call, I mean, I can see I'm talking to a man with all the uh, identifying things that you have and all the identifying things that I have. And I think like, oh, we're very different because they're... we're not that different. right? We're just people that are born as little, ugly, little creatures. <laughs> <Naked>. <laughs> and Speaking we just yourself. want to be happy. No. <laughs> well, I can just tell, <laughs> you know, <laughs> looking at myself, I was definitely not a good looking baby. Anyway, so but we just want to be happy creatures.
1: Right, right.
0: We love to coexist. We love to, you know, be in community and to thrive together. Mm-hmm. If we close yeah. our eyes, we can get there because we are not that different. Yeah. We really need, and from there, we can choose who we want to be and how I want to show up for you, for example, mm-hmm. knowing that the external things are just things that we are taught to separate us. But that's not okay. Mm-hmm. I can't be friends with you because I was taught that a man looking like you is like, ooh, something to be careful for. Mm-hmm. That is not who I am. And so I refuse it, but it's a lot of work to undo all the stories that we've been told by advertisements, by the media, by whatever. I don't want to be that person that hates somebody based on what they look like. That's insane. Mm -hmm. So it is, you know, to choose who you want to be is really undoing all the conditioning that's been done in this system that trains us to be consumers Mm -hmm. over the back of the most of the world and over the back of environment and ultimately ourselves because we're killing ourselves.
1: Right, yeah.
0: Do you want to be the person that supports that system? If no, then it takes some work to undo those conditionings. And it's important that we do that. It really is important.
1: Yeah, my mother used to say that each household or each person is a world unto themselves. And and in this in that sense, it's like, you know, in the macro sense, right, there are these systems that have been created that we can't control but in the micro sense there are these systems that oftentimes our environment or even our limiting beliefs have created um you know most often when the new year starts individuals either set new year's resolution or goals or they have this one word that anchors everything that they do for the rest of the year on that spectrum where do you fall are you more of a new year's resolution type of person or are you a one word type of person it's a
0: it's a constant choice you're making to be- be aware, to be willing to be aware and to have the awareness have consequences. I'm not a one, like awareness is not a state. Mm -hmm. Awareness is also scary because it does have consequences. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it's the willingness to see, to be aware every moment, like every choice that you're making is an Mm -hmm. awareness and is an aware choice. And we are very powerful in what we choose. Mm -hmm. And it is like Nelson Mandela said that we're not afraid to fail. We're actually afraid to be powerful. Mm -hmm. That's also what the system doesn't like. The system doesn't like us to be powerful. Mm -hmm. So if we're imagining and dreaming stuff in how we imagine the future together and how we imagine like you and I having dinner instead of like, whoa, that guy, whoa, Mm -hmm. you know, can we have dinner because we're different? Like, oh, oh, we look different. But Mm. how cool is that to get to know each other? Mm -hmm. How boring would it be if the whole world looks like this one? (laughs) Extremely boring, (laughs) right? So I think that the difference is always where the attraction is. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, somebody's different than me. Um, Mm -hmm. I'd like to know more. Tell me more. Like, I'd like to know you. Can we meet? (laughs) You know, can we do something together? Play? Yeah. Together, it doesn't cost anything we're so trained to live in that scarcity of that we don't have enough time and Mm. we don't have enough money it's bullshit Mm. we have everything that we need if we connect on the right things
1: b if there was one word that you could establish that would encompass your entire life work what would that one word be Love. for those who are connected with us and want to get connected with you how could they do so
0: give me a call or an sms or something. <laughs> 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 email website whatever i'm not hard to find B A link be both capitals um yeah the email address is b at the linker.com the linker.com is the website um my phone number you know they whatever
1: <laughs> B, thank you so much for being part of the program i really enjoyed our conversation Thanks, Miguel, for having me. Have a wonderful day. Thanks, everyone.